0: let video game bullshit. Jeffrey Wittenhagen, and I'm a published author slash writer. Video games, both old and new, are my passion. I recently had a successful Kickstarter for my NES collector's book called The Complete NES, and I'm currently doing a massive overhaul of my original book called Hidden Gaming Gems, uh, creating a new NES game to go with it. I also have tons of projects in the works. My blog is at Hagensalley.wordpress.com, and I'm on a lot of forums as a subcon 3. And we've got guys.
1: Hey, hey, I'm big into uh, no-death runs, high-score runs, uh, collector of all things vintage and retro, uh, pretty much anything video game-related. also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text
0: message at 262-264-VGBS.
1: So, where were we?
0: Uh, so, we were doing a, a transition saying that everything is starting to pick up. Business is starting to pick up. <laughs> so, basically, what we're going with with the business picking up, though, is that, number one, you know, I had a successful Kickstarter and made, like, what was it, like, almost 25 grand. For us, that's awesome. It's, like, this is a hobby for us. It's great. Um, it means that people, you know, are supporting us. And you know our podcast is getting ridiculous numbers. Um, is it really? Oh, it is. And
1: so I don't pay attention. What's the what's the scoop?
0: I don't know the numbers or anything, but what I have noticed, and I haven't noticed it till about this week, is that if you go in like our Google document, you can look at the activity. So you can see like what I've edited in the podcast folder, for example. Well, I see all of my Google documents, and I can see who's done what, and generally it's like, oh, Kyle edited the bucket list games, or Kyle added, you know, a guide here, or I I edited all these files. Um, Now I'm seeing the mounted MP4 thing from like a thousand different users, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Are people hacking me? And no, what it is is when people are listening to our podcast, it actually manually mounts the um to the Google document so they can play it. And and I've never really seen that. So I think a lot more people are listening to it from wh- whatever does that if that's, you know, our webpage or if that's iTunes or whatever it is. I, I I definitely never noticed it till like within this last week. But there's a ton. I I brought up like our our you know, our numbers and all that, the stats Um, and it's just, dude, we're like on the rise according to these stats. It's, it's really crazy. Like basically in December, before we started doing the podcast, I was getting about 300 views, 177 visitors a, um, a month, Uh which is pretty good. First time we start the visitors, um, this was the twin galaxies phase when I posted that twin galaxies thing that got crazy.
1: Oh yeah. The controversy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I got a thousand and one views that month. Okay. Jumped right, jumped from a hundred to a thousand.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And then first first podcast we had seven hundred views that month. Four hundred visitors. Um and it stayed consistent for a few months. Um, pretty low in April. May up to five hundred. Then like this last month we uh we jumped up to twelve hundred. So we went from starting out at about 400 to 1200 so we're we tripled our the amount of people that are coming to visit and all that. And that doesn't mean that there aren't people listening from other venues because there are. I when I listen to the podcast, I listen through my podcast stuff on my app. That isn't what I'm talking about here with these numbers. These numbers are just site hits. Right now the pro- the project page is like on the on our website, like within the last couple days, the project page has been the the highest hit yeah, since I it, created it. it should be. Yeah, and then um, people are listening to number twenty two. Nice. which is our new episode, then one and seven, Adventures of Batman and Robin.
1: Weird. Yeah, one's classic, I mean, because if you want to hear like the very first one, that, that makes sense.
0: So rudimentary, which is crazy though. It's like, we almost got to put like a warning on the pages that, like, hey, this is before we learned how to record, right? <laughs> it's,
1: it, it, it's, it's, I love the beauty of it though, in that you can really see how far we've come. It's classic, it's man. it's cool to see how far we've come, because I didn't I didn't expect such a huge like difference
0: oh yeah and like all it took was is when I was on the drive back from the same place when I talked with Joe Simcoe that that, um card show that same time when I talked with Rob and solidified all the kickstarter stuff I also talked with my buddy Chris who runs collector cash and he told me about how to record that was the same weekend like that was a major weekend for us like, not only did I start my Kickstarter, like, get all the ball, like, everything lined up that weekend, but also we figured out how to refine our quality on the podcast. Like,
1: So you don't have, like, signals from fucking, like, airplanes and shit.
0: Yeah, and no, I don't use Audacity at all. I use a different thing for the iPhone. So we have options, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it, well, I guess it, at its base level, it's, like, syncing up wave files and that's that's what i guess we're recommending to people
0: direct record if you can here's the thing that we didn't do that he recommended and i don't even think it's necessary is that he recommended too he's like well you might as well invest a few hundred dollars and get a really nice get get a really nice microphone that's what he was trying to tell me and i'm like and, you know, what I told him was, is what we've said before, is that, you know, hey, when we get to that point, people start donating to the podcast, we'll invest in stuff. But until that point, um, we're going to record to the best of our ability.
1: Yeah, and for now, it's actually what I, I compare all the podcasts like. Um, most of them don't take out all the coughs. Now I try to take out every single cough and every
0: you're our secret weapon <laughs> like it's not it's not the recording it's not even our recording it's it's freaking you the that editing. is our because you're freaking ocd master and now you've leveled up for like the last six months straight editing dude it's it's definitely gotten impressive and also why we only record main episodes now every other week because it has we have to give you time and i'd say it's, it's
1: like kevin playing sim tower how fast he was that's like me and audacity
0: That's awesome. thing, like... So, by the way, coming full circle, so the one thing we talked about today via email, we should probably start brainstorming. Because it was cool, it might work, it might not work, but it would be a good excuse to hang out.
1: (laughs) Well, especially if, like you were saying, if the money that... uh, Yeah. We can use that money toward the... Further conventions. Yeah. And stuff.
0: So, so the plan is so we can paint the picture.
1: Yeah. Wall it up. Is for us
0: because we're starting to gain some traction, get a little popular. My Kickstarter now has hit maximum popularity. Um, we would like to start hitting up all the major gaming conventions. I know all the YouTubers, all those guys are always hitting up everyone. And they just do it because they're passionate about it. And I know I definitely am. I know you're definitely passionate about it. Um, the thing is, is that our idea was to start going to some of these conventions. Now, my thought was, is that um, we can, you know, sell items. So make t-shirts for the podcast. We have a couple different logos. Um, and also for my Kickstarter project, because the artwork for that's amazing.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: Sell some items and try to, you know, pay for our expenses before we go. Then when we do go, I would take copies of my books. Um, We're gonna try to put season one of the podcast in some kind of physical form, whether that be a thumb drive or CD or something. Probably more a thumb drive, but um, and we can sell like some of those items at the convention. Um. Now, my initial thought was, you know, to have a, um, booth or something, but Kyle made the perfect point that, do we really want to sit behind a booth all weekend? Because we already work all week.
1: I mean, maybe for like, (laughs) I was thinking maybe a day or so could be fun. No. Um, But, no, (laughs) I don't know, I just see, I see us like wandering around, you know.
0: That's what I did at Too Many Games, and I enjoyed it.
1: And people ask me, oh, you have a
0: booth? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm the booth. <laughs> like, I'm good. But the thing is, though, is that if we have a booth, we're stuck there. We have to man the, main the booth unless you trust people not to steal your crap. Um, Random jamokes walking around. And there's If it gets
1: crowded, it's easy. Captain geez. Silver is, nah, I don't trust <laughs> Exactly.
0: So, Captain Silver comes out, you're screwed. Super Mighty fucking
1: Mo- inside joke. Mighty I'll Mo style. Know
0: money most uh, <laughs> jumping down oh, the man.
1: fucking rabbit hole all day super sugars well, but that's go,
0: that's eh? the that's the thing like that would be like if we brought kevin he can man the booth and we'll go walk yeah. like that's fucked up we, want to...
1: <laughs> we, we almost have to take like turns or get a girlfriend or a wife whatever
0: at too many games, Pat and Ian were there, and like Ian went to go do something, I and mean, he came back while I was chatting with Pat. Pat was like, "Where were you? Like, you left me here for like forty-five minutes or something." It's like that's what it would be. It would be dumb.
1: Yeah, it's just like been out of shape.
0: Yeah, so I mean, either way, if we go to any convention, we have to do a panel. That's. What we need to do, um, we can sell items at our freaking panel if we really wanted to. It's not a big deal, but we should do a panel because a panel allows us to number one record an episode live. It'd be fucking fun.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to do. I just want to do that just to because it's cool. That's the only. That's the only reason. I. It, that's the thing. Like, it's never about the money or success or I don't actually want to yeah. be famous. It's about just like my own trip and like what I haven't done and what I think we could do, you know,
0: essentially we can allow it to, you know, pay for us to go out and, you know, do what we're passionate about and have fun. Yeah, and at and, 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 and night, of course, we're going to party it up and have a great time. And the beauty about audio is, is that we can record the podcast out in the middle of the convention with people. We find somebody who we know from uh, some YouTube channel or something, but hey, talk with us for a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we can do that. It, who We do whatever the fuck we want. We could also go there and drink the entire weekend, like I did at Too Many Games, which was fun. And
1: that'll always uh, happen regardless for me. But yeah.
0: Exactly. So it's like. It's one of those things where it's way more freeing if we don't do a booth, and I'm pretty sure you know if I know anybody that's running a a booth or something, they can sell you know maybe put my books on the table, or you know you could always pay somebody to do it. It's not a big deal. Um, but the key is is that we would want to you know sell enough to break even. But as I mentioned before, I wouldn't even care about coming out of pocket a little bit because it'd be fun just to hang out.
1: Oh, yeah, it would totally be. And here's a, a pro tip for the conventions bring your own water. Bring your own oh yeah. fucking water. And, oh yeah. and one step further, dump that water out on the ground and put vodka and diet squirt in that water bottle and have yourself it <laughs> a time. No, anyway.
0: <laughs> but no, having your own beverages is extremely important. So it, that's the whole thing. The the convention is especially like too many games. Everything was overpriced. So I had I brought like you know Cliff bars and stuff like that. So basically at, during the whole day during the convention I didn't eat shit for their food. I had like a Cliff bar every once in a while or something. And I brought my own water, which they had water fountains, so I refilled the water bottle all day. Um, and then we also had beer. <laughs> so win win. And, you know, then at night we'd go out and get a meal or something at a bar like that. I actually went to a brewery every night, I think, which was fun as shit. But, um, but that's the thing about the conventions is that, like, it would, be, it would give us a good excuse to hang out. Because of the um, how my job works, I'm going to be moving around, and I'm not going to be in Indiana anymore. And I have a wife and a daughter, so I can't just, like, up and go and visit for, like, a week or something. So like, but justifying us going to a gaming convention to you know get our name out there, sell some product, do a panel for a weekend, I can absolutely do that, no problem. Um, especially if we're able to make a couple bucks too, and it's like, oh well, it's not even costing me anything. Like there's no there's no fight at all in that, which is perfect. And I'm also you know, not like you know basically, you know, leaving my wife with our daughter all for a week or something, which would be messed up. I wouldn't do that.
1: If we're flying, I wouldn't even sleep, because no, I would just be like, I'll just pay the guy, and he'll take me where I gotta go and just transport me. <laughs> I don't gotta do shit, because uh, you don't gotta drive, so... It's...
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. In your situation, like, you work in Chicago, you could essentially have either your mom or you know, somebody oh, yeah,
1: gets you to, the,
0: yeah, gets you to the airport. She knows
1: how to drive better than anyone around.
0: There's there's bars in the airport, so you can drink if you gotta wait to go on your flight. You can drink when you get you off your flight.
1: And people about about drinking, cinnamon altoids. Have them with you at all times, and nothing that cuts a good fucking uh, booze breath like cinnamon Altoids. Anyway, yeah.
0: <laughs> the more you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, like when you get to wherever convention we're going to, then we you know take a cab or whatever from the airport. If we're getting to the airport at the same time, we hang we get together and share the cab cost. But um, yeah, we get to the convention and hang out and split the cost on a room, and it's too easy. Like, it's, it actually wouldn't be that bad. You know what I mean?
1: No, oh, that would be great. We'd make it rocking.
0: And, you know, and if there's too many people, and we don't have a booth, there's too many people, and we just go out and go to a bar, or, you know, do something else. Like, there's always options at these conventions. Um, And the other thing is, is that, because well, because optimally, we would like, I would like to have, the day before and day after off.
1: We're in the worst place we've been since I started, which is like five years At ago. Yeah. Yeah, gym, yeah. Yeah, our, just our center in general is like, we're in the red hardcore, so it's getting... We're starting to cut people off, and my hours are going to go up, but... Yeah. As always, I'll hoist the fucking world on my back and carry on. That's what exactly. real men do, right?
0: Yep, and... I mean, the worst-case scenario and the glory about a conventions is that most of them are a Saturday-Sunday deal. So essentially, we could go in there Friday, freaking just get in and hang out. And then Saturday morning-ish, I think conventions usually start around 10. Um, we go to the convention and hang out all day. And then we party again that night and then do it again on Sunday. And it's, it's a really fun, crazy weekend. Um, we get home Sunday night, but it's not like if you were out partying all weekend anyways, it'd be the same deal except for you just got a flight in between. Yeah. That's the only, that's the only difference. Um, you know, of course there could be the nightmare where a flight is delayed, but then you, if you're drinking at a bar in the airport, who cares? <laughs> you know?
1: There's always risks, but there is no glory without risk. And I do think that the
0: pros greatly outweigh the cons and that's in any situation.
1: You no, know, we got to try it once at least because... Yeah. Like, with the whole situation with the Kickstarter, it's, like, perfect.
0: I mean, really, I need to be going to some freaking ones right now.
1: Uh, well, technically, yeah.
0: I, I do, and it's there's so many right now, and it's like, I just don't have the money right now, because I, I haven't even, like, the Kickstarter's been funded, and I don't have even, I haven't even heard when the money's going to get deposited even yet. So it's,
1: it's
0: one of those things where I'm kind of in limbo.
1: Well, they, they definitely hit it up. Because um I got charged, so it's on its way,
0: oh no, everybody got charged yeah, I, I It's said. on
1: its way so Kickstarter's got it the time being yeah
0: apparently it takes 14 days or something that's a lot of time yeah oh, well,
1: well I guess it's a lot of it's a lot of like accounts to like process and stuff it kind of makes sense two two business weeks
0: you do realize that's the a second or third fee at that point right because Kickstarter yeah. charges like a, a fee. And then they send it over to Amazon, and Amazon charges a fee per backer that they charge. Right. So there's a percentage plus a a number per backer. And then for me to take the money from Amazon anywhere, it costs another fee. That's where I started to get my overhead. And that's what those other guys we talked about with their Kickstarters. They didn't factor that into their prices. And then they're not
1: doing
0: too good on... And they're not even close to being funded, but they're not doing too good on the logistics side that's why i said talk to me i'm i'm not wasn't gonna charge him money i just wanted to talk to him
1: last thing i was like all the money is gone you're like what am i gonna do
0: that's why some Kickstars fail
1: that's like the dave Mustaine and like i guess the first album dave must he spent half the, the album money on drugs like so that's that's why it doesn't sound so great and that's what's funny about it like some people yeah. some people though that's the point of this certain people that are like that and they just can't like control themselves
0: there's some people that don't know how to budget things there's certain people that don't have the control because that's the thing
1: party like a rock star man. And,
0: and i'm saying like if they don't if they're strict with their money they're not gonna be able to make it i'm going to be extremely strict with mine i have everything allocated i have logged everything and that's the thing all those naysayers that were You know, whispering in Rob's ear, Slidox Studios' ear about, oh, he's charging too much money for this and that. Rob's now seen my expense spreadsheet. He knows where everything's going. And he also knows that, hey, when there's extra money there, guess what? Oh, there's an extra payout. Um, The other side of things is that we have a PayPal store going, uh, a project page. And whatever he makes on the games, every month he's gonna get like a little paycheck or whatever.
1: That's what I always noticed when we had our little, uh, um, like wrestling video compilation where we'd sell on eBay. Like, yeah, you were, it was, you were always like straight up and truthful about everything and.
0: Well, you gotta be
1: and that's the thing you never had that like snidely kind of like thing about you you just always like hey this is the box we're just gonna put whatever money we got in here any money we make we're gonna use this and go to shows and we've, we've got we went to a ton of free um, wrestling shows we went to like for years yeah it was great
0: <laughs> like, that was amazing I and mean, that's
1: the fun of it is cannibalizing your hobby into something that can pay for something
0: that's exactly what I would like to like to do with this, going to conventions and stuff. Because, I mean, realistically, I'm not going to be able to do any, like, week like hangouts unless I bring my entire family, which triples the expenses at that point. Um, and if we're going to do that and go on a vacation, we're probably going to go to Disney, where my daughter's going to really, like, enjoy herself. I'm going to do it about her then at that point. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's definitely... Um...
0: I'm a family man. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for my daughter.
1: That's definitely like <laughs> more than on the horizon. Yeah, I'm. A, I'll be curious to see when that's going to happen. That's that's probably really soon. I
0: Disney. Oh yeah, it's we've um we've been saving money. Like I'm pretty strict with that, and anything that I take out of there, I note and put it back later. And but like yeah, we're we're good for a little Disney vacation. We'll probably try to do that sometime during a winter time frame.
1: What well, my dad's realizing as long as you don't smoke cigarettes, um, nope. drink like really hard or a lot or spend Mm-mm. a lot of money on booze or go to bars, like you're going to have a lot of excess money. I think that's where a lot of money goes and or just shopping mm-hmm. on frivolous like clothes like, you know, things mm-hmm. like that
0: and going and going out to eat a lot. Oh, that's a huge one. That's a huge so that, one. That
1: man. one is like Titan. That is massive.
0: That's where my um my little. Cleanse actually helps out a lot too, is cause I don't go out to eat at all for lunches.
1: Yeah, it's not the best uh, breakfast of champion stuff, yeah.
0: And then also like a, a page out of Kyle's book, cutting out um PayPal and eBay and stuff. That is huge.
1: Which I've fallen off the wagon.
0: <laughs> of course. It's it's just like a it's just like a smoker. You don't truly
1: quit, you just take a break. I love my deals, and I got oh, yeah. a Strider for four dollars, and I got in a Famicom for seven dollars. That's why I'm obsessed with. Sorry, eight dollars is it was seven is some change. But that's why <laughs> <a> li- <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. But that's why I'm obsessed with eBay because yeah. there's the deals are still there to be had, dude.
0: Oh, the, they definitely are. You just can't <laughs> be. Just like with any type of collecting, you just cannot be narrow minded. If you're, if you shoot. If you shoot your shot group out wide, you're going to find deals. But if you're like, oh, I need to find freaking, I don't know, Super Mario Bros. 3 boxed, you're going to pay out the ass because you're not going to find that for a deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only way that is what I did is bid on a lot of boxes, but you have to be, in that case, you have to be almost collecting the whole set.
0: Or reselling, which is a pain. Yeah,
1: so for for me, it was perfect because I didn't have any of those boxes.
0: For, for me, buying lots would be perfect too because I could just give it to my wife to sell whatever I didn't want.
1: Yeah, a lot of times you get them for like two or three bucks per box. Yep. Because a lot of people don't want, you know, your Dash Galaxies and your Barbies and shit. So the thing mm-hmm. is, if you don't have it in your complete collection, you just have to lose the loose cart, then it's, for me, it's like win win. Yeah. It's making my complete collection even more complete.
0: And in, in all honesty, any box under $5 is, is cool.
1: Fuck yeah, especially if it's good condition. And once you oh, put yeah. it in that protective case, it's tits, dude.
0: Yeah, as long as like the artwork is good and it's not like, And I mean, by artwork being good, I mean like not folded or wrinkled or cuts or anything. Then it looks perfect in a, in a box. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at mine, and I know some of mine were pretty rough, and they all look perfect from where I'm sitting right now. So, I'm good.
1: <laughs> it's the whole thing. I was actually talking with my mom. She's really cool about that. Cause we, she saved all my boxes actually as a kid, and um, yes, for all the listeners there. And I was, she told me like twenty years after, I, and when I was looking in the um the garage, she's like, went through a box. She's like, oh yeah, I saved all these for you. And I was like, holy shit, because those the NES boxes they have that wasn't meant to be kept that you were every kid put it in a little tote and had their, their little loose games and in, in their room and that's what you would pick out to play and the thing was they also had the toys r us um this is like my mom talking they also had the toys r us they had the little plastic cases and yep. and you would buy those little cases that said nintendo in the little corner there and that mm-hmm. was what you put your game in so it it, it wasn't meant to be kept as far as the box goes you know
0: yeah and they didn't do protectors till like the last few years
1: yeah
0: box protectors yeah,
1: and those stuff just like
0: so great <laughs> yeah that was that's one of the best ideas ever and i need yeah. to do another order
1: by the way <laughs> yeah, like kevin and judy and we're all saying like yeah that makes it when you put them all next to each other they don't like squish and smush that's
0: one thing it it prolongs their you know life
1: it just makes them look pretty you know yeah
0: and i mean it's and and they're essentially then they're plastic so they're much more durable so you don't have to worry about like oh something ran fell into it now the box is cut or something like now you're good right they even they even do box protectors for the big earthbound box which is also mario paint and the super game boy I only have one for my Earthbound box. I don't have them for the other two yet.
1: But. Yes, it's crazy. That's the Super Game Boy, but it's more—it's the um, the SNES box. Mm-hmm. That's a s- second release. But maybe? actually, here's the the little factoid. On the first. I don't know actually at all. Here's the factoid mm-hmm. that the size of that box doesn't isn't the exact size of an SNES box. It doesn't fit. It's too slightly too big. Jeez. Yeah.
0: did buy a Super Game Boy 2 online for like $10 or $15 or something.
1: What's the deal with that?
0: Okay, so the Super Game Boy 2 was released only in Japan, and it's the only one that actually fixes the issue of all the Super Game Boys are, are a little bit slower or a little bit faster or something. The this, this speed's off. Weird. If you play a Super Game Boy right now and compare it side-by-side side with the Game Boy, it'll be different. I didn't know that. I think it's like slightly... L- faster and a little high-pitched super game boy 2 fixes that um, and i've been playing a game boy color homebrew called erikai um, and it's pretty awesome a little like little puzzle game you match tiles and one of the tiles is a beer and it makes everything drunk and <laughs> as you're yeah, and then if you match like swords or maces and, or fists um, you do attacks and on the right side there's two guys that are fighting um, and they have hit points that you, each one so if you get attacked your hit points go down and you attack him hit points go down so you're actually fighting a battle by doing matches with a puzzle it's really cool um, and playing on Super Game Boy on the TV screen is perfect. Um, now, the Super Game Boy doesn't inherently play Game Boy Color, but um, this game actually has a Game Boy and Game Boy Color game on it, so it plays both.
1: Yeah, because uh, Shadowgate from Game Boy Color works in my Super Game Boy.
0: Because it probably has a Game Boy version, or, like some of the older games did the backward compatibility, which is awesome. But yeah, like, and, and this Super Game Boy 2 is, like, blue. It's clear blue.
1: And you you can mod the Game Boy, I think, to play, um, it's just that it's like a tab issue, like the Super Famicom oh, yeah. and Super Nintendo. So I think, like, Luke, Luke Morse, like, modified one to where, but he tried to play, I think it was a Game Boy Color and a Game Boy, and it just was, like, a, a weird, like, smear or something. It was like a bar. Uh, yeah, like it was just a bar. It didn't show anything.
0: Be like a crazy amalgam, though, because you modded your Super Nintendo to play the Famicom, Super Famicom stuff. Now you mod the Super Game Boy to play the Japanese.
1: <laughs> he just stuff. wanted to see what it was. That this is that's why I, I think he's awesome because he just wants to see like what happens if. Uh, that's what I did. He removed the power button and then he used the paperclip to like turn nice. it on. And then hmm. um just to see like what would happen if you had a Game Boy Color game in there. But it still cool. wouldn't load up. But I think um with the Super Famicom, if you want to get a Super Famicom game for all you people listening, into a Super Nintendo, it's really easy. There's just two tabs. It took it took me twenty minutes with sandpaper. I just sanded it down. I wouldn't recommend cutting it with anything, just take your time and sand it.
0: Really? Get a hmm.
1: drink or something like if you can't relax and take 20 minutes get a drink put on some you know crisis force soundtrack or something <laughs> <laughs> and fucking just just go just just go to town you know
0: you know what I did is i just took needle nose pliers you go left right and it pops right off you don't cut it you just grab it left right and it goes right off and then you it'll work and then you can use the sandpaper and spend like 2 minutes but like the the little Little needle-nose pliers work perfectly. I've, I've done that to, like, two of them now.
1: Uh, just don't crack anything else. That's my thing. Like, once yep. you start pulling shit, it's, yeah, the control that you have starts to go out the window.
0: Well, it's it's what we told, uh, Caveman Kevin,
1: uh... <laughs> uh yeah, we broke, like, a PlayStation 2 controller.
0: Well, oh, it's anything you're gonna do that requires mods or electronics or anything. There's a YouTube video, so watch the video. Spend five minutes and watch the video on how to do it. Might as well. I mean, I got stuff I got to do in my MVS arcade um, to splice some wires and stuff because it's grounding out on a um, when I'm trying to hook up a JAMA game on it and, you know, J.D. makes it sound like it's super easy. However, I'm still going to watch a video first so I don't fuck something up. So I might cut the wrong wire and then I'm screwed.
1: Oh, yeah, we all know, Kevin. I can see all the pieces flying over the table and he's just like, fuck this. Yeah, he he's the kind of guy that would rather just pay to get it done right. <laughs> but I, I could have taken each of those pieces and put them exactly where it had to be and it would have worked fine. Because that's how it works. That's the only way it can work. That's how math works. That's when I took a math class it was this Japanese dude, he was awesome, He's like, math will never lie to you, like, it is what it is, if something fits in, the thing it fits in, it will always fit in there, unless, you know, something changes it on, like, a molecular scale, so it is what it is forever, so it's up to the person to, like, digest that and think, okay, let me take my time, and let me do this right, and that's where it takes a certain kind of person, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it just got to have a lot of attention to detail. I mean, I've never had an issue with it. I was able to take apart um, my wife's iPhone with a cracked screen, replace it, and put it back together. Which those screws are like smaller than your pinky—not um, your pinky, but your pinky fingernail width, <laughs> like oh. the thickness of—they're they're skinnier than that.
1: Yeah, so you got to use the very most minute, like, screwdriver
0: magnetic screwdriver yeah
1: those are nice too
0: that was the key is i just watched a youtube video followed along and did it i want to say that was like the three so it was a little bit easier because at the four the five iphone they put everything like underneath it to make it harder for people to do that because they want you to pay their apple store to do it (laughs) so if they make it too easy it's they never wanted
1: you to have control yeah
0: no, and they like they always say, oh, you want to update. You need to update your stuff. When you update to the newest iOS version that has these new cool bells and whistles, your iPad or iPhone run a little slower. Then they release the next one, and it runs a little slower. And to the point where it it stops being responsive and it starts to annoy you. And then what do you want to do? Oh, I want to get the new one. New one, perfect. Dude, that is their perfect perfect marketing right there. That's what I
1: call the old lady. Like, oh, you're going to upgrade it? Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, that's when they're taking (laughs) advantage of the old lady right there. But
0: yeah, they definitely do. And then their plans, though, are crazy too. Because it's like, oh, I had 10 more bucks to your... Your phone plan, it's already ridiculous. Uh, add 10 bucks to it, and you can just have a new phone. I mean, that's how they got me with my new phone. Like, I got the new iPhone, whatever, because it was basically, like, free.
1: Yeah, because the way the plan worked.
0: Yeah, and then, like, it, you pay for it for, like, a, a year or something, and it's it's yours. And it's, like, it's it's basically doing layaway, but with a phone plan. That's what they're doing. And right. the Kmart layaway was popular because you paid little at a time. It doesn't seem as bad. You're still paying for the phone. Like most people can't afford four or five hundred dollars or whatever it is for a new iPhone or iPad, but if you do it in installment payments, it's you don't notice it. That's genius.
1: And I think too, like <laughs> they make money off the people who like fuck up, uh-huh. and then who get fined. And like, do you, does that happen too? Like, if you don't pay your fees, then you get. Oh yeah. So it's it's almost like the the credit cards. The company, credit card companies make the money off the people who can't pay their bills. Yep. You know, those are the people that, and the insurance companies make money off the people who actually, like,
0: don't get in an accident. Because
1: there's more of those than the people who do. So that's why they exist. If there were more people that got new accidents, the insurance companies couldn't afford to pay the rates, but actually it's on the other side of the scale. So it's kind of the same, like, Algorithm, I guess it's called. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the equation of like how it works, and yeah, there's there's more people on one scale that are either doing right or fucking up, whichever one, which makes that company gain more money. So that's why it works. That's why it exists. And yeah, I can imagine like there's so many cell phone people, so many people who are in debt, but they just gotta have their phone. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Think about the money you're being made.
0: Oh, and there's people that are tethered to their phones. I mean, even I am like on my phone checking emails or you know looking at cool stuff or watching a YouTube video or anything. Like we're on our devices. It's a crazy, crazy millennial world we live in. It's
1: pretty cool. I I I can't wait till the day where I can get like implanted in my arm. I don't think that'll ever happen, though. I mean, I don't know. That's I'm, cool. I, you could just have a phone, like, in your arm. Like, I don't, I don't care. You know, I, that's fine with me.
0: People already do it, like...
1: I think that'll be badass. Like, if you just had, like, a computer within you, and then you... Because, I think, you know, just have, have it work some way with the, the satellites and stuff, and just have it jive with the signals. And then you get hacked. Oh, no shit. And then you turn into, like, a zombie.
0: But I really, I
1: don't, I don't see that happening. Just
0: for one simple fact, though, it's the same reason why we're still driving cars with gasoline. It's that big oil won't and won't allow us to use anything that's efficient. Right. So Apple won't allow that because once it's implanted in you, how are you going to upgrade that every year? It's you're not going to do that. So it's it's going to be some major surgery at that point or something. So. Basically, once you implant something in yourself, you're, you're going to want it to be permanent.
1: I think it'll, that's going to happen in the next 100 or 500 years where you'll probably just get a chip implanted where, you know, like with the nanotechnology, it'll just keep you young or it'll like keep cancer off, you know, whatever the case may be.
0: I don't see any of that happening just for the fact that the pessimist in me says if everything else goes at this exponential rate that the world will just be gone or the at least humans will be gone <laughs> like it'll be it'll be done 500 years it'll be done yeah and that's the other side of the spectrum well, especially have, with overpopulation and yeah. then nobody
1: dies like
0: yeah it's going to be <laughs>
1: going be destruction dude yeah that was my thing like okay so you either have to colonize new planets or um, you can only limit it to the rich people or like the high society get like Get the good stuff,
0: as always. Yeah, <laughs> so they probably it probably already exists and they got it. Yeah, right that's there. the
1: thing. That's <laughs> that's that's what I would say most. That that's what I would lean toward. Like, of course, they would hold it above people's heads. Yeah, of course. But maybe it, the cure for cancer does exist. It's just depopulation control. That's that's where people go crazy on the um, conspiracy uh, theories, and that's what's cool. about I think. Jesse Ventura has a conspiracy theory show. Nice. Yeah, he was on the Jericho podcast. I was listening to it. It's good, dude. Check it out. It's one of the recent Sweet. ones with, with Jesse on it. It's good, though. He goes into, like, why the JFK assassination, he thinks that's bullshit, and how 9-11 he thinks is, like, staged. and He's it, like, how can two people with box cutters from a desert, you know, infiltrate a billion-dollar security system? You know, it's just cool to hear the way he's it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, you have a point there.
0: <laughs> some some of the stuff, though, like, if there was a cure for cancer, uh, people would know about it with the access of information. Like, they're really, in order to sneak something nowadays, it has to be, like, super under locking and key. Well,
1: people know like everything. With WikiLeaks and stuff, yeah.
0: Oh, my God, and yeah. everything. Like, there's the whole Snowden thing where all the government secrets yep. got it leaked, too. It's That's a great example. Yep. Yeah, there's freaking tons. And the thing is, so if it exists, we're going to know about it. So it has to be super, like, like the Kennedy stuff. Yep, there wasn't the internet back then. So I could see any kind of conspiracy with that being interesting because it could happen.
1: Yeah, it's just that who's to say makes you insane because yeah. you just don't know, you know. <laughs>
0: The, um the whole stage 9/11 thing there's no way because people would know that it's that it, that it would be staged like people would know that now were the people involved that we were blaming I mean that probably maybe not maybe they were but but the fact that it happened and was a general lack of security on our country yeah that happened
1: (laughs) well i think that's what's cool about us me and you especially and just why it was great for a podcast because we're not like extremists in any way no so we 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 look at things that like we're like looking at it like a bird up from above and it's not like we'll never take these sides and like go too crazy well
0: if and if anything we'll also even if we do have a Distinct side, we'll still play Devil's Advocate just to got see it. where it goes, see where it goes.
1: That's the psychology thing for me. you got to play Devil's Advocate to yourself, because then you realize, well, there's there's another side to everything.
0: Well, maybe somebody took that in a way you didn't anticipate. hmm You know, there's always those kind of things, and I love thinking about that stuff, too.
1: Yeah, and it's like going back to the games. It's like the the guy in Nintendo age saying, like, all you people who are... Yeah. Have all hoarding all these games? You're not playing. He's playing devil's advocate, basically saying like you're taking away from these people's childhood memories by hoarding these games that are just sitting on a shelf. And in a way, he's right.
0: In a way, he's definitely right. In
1: the other way, in the other way, like I was saying, like I hunted for this shit and I I worked for this shit, yeah. so I earned it.
0: And and the other side is that that guy's being selfish because. When you're going and getting your copies of Barbie and things, like you're not necessarily going to play them. It's a different aspect. That's a collecting thing, and that is its own type of high and its own type of positivity for you. It's not necessarily that you have to play every game. There's two aspects to video games: there's collecting and playing.
1: Yeah, I thought it was so cool that no one from that thread like picked a fight with them because you you just kind of wanted to, but. Oh yeah. No, and they were like Nintendo Edge is just cool. It's like just you're, that's who you are. So that's cool. We accept you. Just yeah. Just let your flag fly. You know.
0: Yeah, and I mean the thing is though is that it's cool. in the in the end, I mean people are gonna collect what they want. Yeah. I mean we we mentioned before JD had you know five hundred freaking NESs stacked to the ceiling. <laughs> like is that hoarding?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that was his little trip. You know.
0: But it's his. Yeah. Like, he likes he likes having them there because someday he's, he may come across a good deal on, like, a stadium events. And that guy needs NESs. Guess what? He's good. <laughs> he can get his stadium events now. <laughs> like, that's the thing is that he likes to have, you know, things just in case something comes up. And he's come across some crazy-ass stuff. I um, mean, he keeps posting stuff to this day, and he always finds cool stuff. So he's hunting and his trip is being able to get stuff for a good deal. So when he gets stuff for a good deal, and he can trade up. It's freaking glorious.
1: Yeah, I think it's like almost the ultimate like human maturity level is it doesn't have to do anything with age. It's being able to accept everyone for who they are without yeah. judging anyone.
0: Oh, I'm I'm definitely a a judgmental type person. But but I don't really, even if I'm going to outwardly say something or judge something, I don't really care. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, am, I, I would still have a beer with that person. I don't. I don't care. Like, it's not a big deal. If I don't agree with something, like, I'm going to say it out loud if I don't agree with something. But on the other side, I'm not going to stew over it or it's not going to ruin my life.
1: Well it's almost like even like well let's go like to the far end, like a serial killer. Like, okay, so how are you gonna understand their side? Like that's yeah. the whole thing, like
0: you Gotta look into their past They're fucked you know, you
1: know. up. Yeah, like they're yeah. fucked up. So that's almost like understanding people at the base level of like I can see I can I can see why this is the way it is, but I, you know, we're all guilty of that, you know. Yeah, that's just I think that's part of human nature and just how it works. But
0: and, and I think sometimes with like our podcast, with like the time constraints, because we can't just talk for days, um, um, sometimes, you know, we'll be blunt or, you know, judge things and piss people off like Chicken Little. And in the end, I mean, I don't really care if somebody gets mad at our point of view because it's still our point of view that first episode, they kind of mentioned a few of the things that we touched upon in our podcast, even though they never listened to it, they mentioned some stuff. They addressed it. So, yeah, they definitely listened. <laughs> and they definitely changed some things. So, I mean... There we go. Yeah, it's just why all the effing drama, like, especially with the hiding and the Chicken Little stuff, and, you know, it's just like...
1: It's anger. It's like, it got the best of him, man.
0: And especially in our situation where we weren't being dicks, we were actually analytically going over something, like, why not just listen to it and then let it marinate for a minute? Because, like, when I first read the Reddit articles on my project, there are people talking shit about my project. First thing I'm like was, like, fuck these guys. But I just read it. I don't have a Reddit um, account, but uh, Kevin does. He's the one who initially posted it, I think. But um, I let it marinate a little bit, and then I'm like, okay. So they did mention though that I wrote complete licensed NES games, or I put I put down officially licensed US releases on the box. And what they mentioned in the Reddit thing was, is like, so you're writing officially licensed down there. And you think Nintendo might have a problem with you writing that it's officially licensed when it's not officially licensed by Nintendo? <laughs> and I'm, you know, thinking and you think about that, like this, they, they got a point. You never know. You never know, and it and the the fact was is that you know I might have hit that stretch goal twenty five grand, so changing the title was necessary either way. Ian and I even though we didn't hit the stretch goal, now did you notice what I modified that stretch goal to the twenty five grand one?
1: With uh, what did you do?
0: Okay, so initially, if we hit twenty five grand, I was going to add unlicensed grails and major um, cover variants to the book, right? So what I changed it to, because I realized that if I would have added 100 plus pages to the book, that I essentially would have had to have paid out of pocket to give that to all the backers. And we had over 150 book backers or something like that. So I would have been pretty much like in the red for the the project if I would have hit that. So with the post campaign project page, we have stretch goals on there and we're going to continue it. And basically, what I'm going to do though is I'm going to print a, I'm going to make the same thing at 25 grand, which I think it's like 600 bucks, which we might already be there. But basically, I'm going to do those, but I'm going to put it in a se- separate volume instead of adding it to the book. And then I'm going to sell it to any backers at cost. So, what cost means is that what it cost me to get it to me and get it to you is how much you'll pay. So if it costs me $9 to do a black and white book, I'm not going to take any profit on it because it's the stretch goal. So basically, I'm giving people the book for cost, and I won't have to come out of pocket. Because it's essentially, I think it'll be like, for the color one, it might be like $20 or $30 to do an extra 100 pages. (laughs) It's not bad, though. But I didn't realize that. I thought it would be more, though
1: that's
0: not yeah. that's horrible i mean yeah and then and then i i might add pal exclusives to that too if i can easily locate all those so all the pal exclusive games
1: mm-hmm. that's i never really looked into that it's hardcore
0: there's not a ton of them but they're pretty good games the other thing is is that even if it's a pal exclusive there is usually a famicom bootleg so if hammer and harry doesn't exist in famicom which i think it does cuz i have part 2 on the Famicom, um, it, it there's definitely a bootleg card of it too, so there's that. But yeah, so so I may add um, PAL exclusives to it. That'd be pretty cool as long as it's not like 300 games or something. I, I don't want it to um, take as long as the book took me. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, Arduous Podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a phone number. It is two two six four VGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message. Um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see
1: you later. Woo! Later!